Okay, welcome to our first episode of Mixed Chicks Lifestyle. We are your hosts. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> Welcome to our first episode of Mixed Chicks Lifestyle. We are your hosts, Maddie and Tori. Thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to be here with you all. We have a lot of topics that we're very excited to discuss with everybody and even hear some of your stories along the way as well. As always, please keep in mind that this is an explicit podcast with adult content. We talk about various topics from current beauty trends, entertainment and gaming, as well as life experiences and current events. And please feel free to reach out to us at our email. That's mxlifestyle at gmail.com. That's M-X-L-Y-F-E style at gmail.com to share your comments, experiences, and questions for the chance to be featured on our podcast during our special Asked Mixed Chicks segment at the end of our episodes. If you'd rather be anonymous, there is a Google form in the episode description as well as our bio that you can fill out as well. So today we are going to be starting out with a simple introduction of who we are so you can simply get to know us a little bit better. We felt that this was really important to set the stage for how our backgrounds play into our perspective and opinions on life being mixed. So I will go ahead and dive right into it. Hi, I am Maddie. I am 23 years old. My pronouns are she, her, hers. We try to be inclusive here at Mixed Chicks Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I grew up and live in the Midwest currently. Due to having grown up in the Midwest, I was predominantly in white areas, in white communities, and I was always the only or like maybe one of two students of colors in all of my classes until like high school, I want to say. It wasn't until then that I was meeting more kids of color but even that I still was one of the only kids which of course led to a lot of bullying but here we are Mm -hmm. (laughs) I made it through it (laughs) growing up there were a few other people of color in my family but some of them were not accepting of the color of my skin and my adoption the other people of color in my family were like biologically related to my family so none of them were adopted or had like the background that I do And some of my family just was not as, like, open and willing to accept where I came from. My parents were, of course, like, super supportive and everything, um, but the rest of the family was not as open to them with their choice to adopt. My one uncle, I remember when I was little, he got, I mean, I wasn't even little, I was, like, an infant, so I don't even remember the actual book, but Mm -hmm. I know that he got my parents a book called The Little Black Sheep, just to make my parents feel like it was okay to be adopting a black child. Like, how garbage is that? Like, thanks for the justification. Right. Like, he... (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) Right. My parents are like, we already decided on this, but, like, thanks for the support, I guess? I don't know. I I think that's kind of like, if it's one of those things where they're trying to be, like, condescending, like, oh, I think this might be helpful, or, you know, like, oh, I mean well, kind of like a Michael Scott move, where it's like, here, this might be helpful, and it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Michael Scott move. (laughs) I would love to chalk it up to a Michael Scott move, but just like knowing the type of person that he is, 
it was totally not a Michael Scott move. It was totally a, this is how I genuinely feel. And I genuinely believe that you will benefit from reading this book. And my parents were like, "Mm, fuck off. (laughs) Yep. See, remember when we told you this was going to be an explicit uh, podcast? It's me. Mm -hmm. Hello, I'm the explicit. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's it's here. It's it's already happening. So get used to it because we we have sailor mouths and uh, you never know what's going to come out. And you know what they always say about people who swear is we're always the most honest people. So I always like to, you know, keep it in that positive light. (laughs) Exactly. We have to embrace the beauty and everything swearing it just yep. means you're more intelligent duh right? have a better vo- vocabulary like come honestly on <laughs> honestly that's all you need to know <laughs> so as far as family goes um moving on with my family my favorite fun fact about myself which everyone always like gives me big problems about they're always like this isn't funny i don't get it haha i love to tell people that i'm an only child with six siblings not totally a lie and i don't say it because i hate my siblings i say it because i am genuinely an only child with six siblings i am the only person that my two biological parents created just me but my biological father created you yep and he also created our two brothers. Yep. <laughs> so I have those three half siblings. And then my parents adopted three other children. And so they I grew up with them. They're my three brothers. Yeah. So you can do the math. I that was that was me plus three and three is six. I have a very open relationship with my biological family, which has like kind of, you know, ebbed and flowed over the years. It's been great. It's been eh. It's been mm-hmm. eh. um, <laughs> yeah, roller coaster for but, sure. <laughs> yes, but thanks to like my parents and how open they were and how willing they were to support, you know, an open adoption and how willing our like our father was and you know um, my biological mom were to an open adoption. I've been able to ask questions and repair any problems that we've had over the years and just kind of embrace that relationship with them Mm -hmm. now that I'm in my 20s and kind of you know figuring out what it is and what it means to me and how it like ends up in my life which is really cool because I know that not a lot of people have that opportunity and I know that most people like even between my three brothers we all have very different adoption stories and I think that's very interesting just to like grow up with that and see that and see all the very different you know scenarios and I know you Tori you also have a same like a very different story than I do Mm -hmm. and I just think it's so cool yeah I think you get to have different perspectives and you know something that might affect somebody might you know um, might not affect the next person or you know, something might trigger somebody. And I think those are, you know, really important things to keep in mind, especially when you are, you have like relationships with people who are adopted or partially adopted and it's, it's not the same. And, and I think that's something that people try to ignore where it's like the whole kind of idea of, you know, I'm colorblind. Well, you shouldn't be. I get what you're, what you're trying to say where, you know, oh yeah, you're, you're the same, you're treated the same. But when certain things happen, you're like, but am I the same? Like, I, I get it. I get your love is there right. for me and I, I get it. But you see how those biological people are treated that are in your family with those family right. members or, you know, whatnot. So I, I definitely think that plays a huge role in, in your life experiences for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's especially like when you talk about the colorblind thing, which, of course, is going to be a topic we'll dive into more. <laughs> um, but when you talk about the colorblind thing, 
it definitely you have to be able to see someone's color and see like the struggles that they come from that Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people in my extended family just weren't they weren't ready to embrace that Mm -hmm. they weren't ready to accept any sort of reality other than you know what they were they spent you know years and generations living Mm -hmm. and my parents really came in and they were like hey we're gonna throw a horseshoe into this one really see where you guys end up and it didn't go well (laughs) yeah hey I mean, they. I mean, it, 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 they could have just adopted just one, and said, you know, we're not gonna do this. You know, we're getting backlash from the family. But they went ahead and adopted three more. So it's like, right. they really had zero fucks in terms of, we don't care what you have to say. Obviously, you guys picked up right. and moved to some place that made you guys feel comfortable. You guys could be a family. You didn't have yep. to worry about hearing those comments getting more books from family members so <laughs> yeah I more, think that. more books <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh have my library of condescending books for my family um yep. so yep. i think that plays a huge part um in it your does. parents and, and just recognizing that you guys are different embracing it and it's not necessarily saying different in a negative way i think people take the term different as a negative term and yes. it's not i mean you can definitely tell you know, yeah, we're we're all people, but we're different. Yeah, we're all fruits, but a strawberry and a freaking tomato are two different things, but they're still fruit. Like yes. it's one of those right. things where they're clearly right. different. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that your parents have from what I've seen done an awesome job about being super inclusive of your guys' backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like hands down could not have asked for better parents, um, to have grown up with and experienced you know everything i have with them just because they are so open mm-hmm. which is amazing because i i see other people who struggle they don't have that yeah so anyways <laughs> uh, enough <laughs> about my family <laughs> we'll definitely dive into family stuff later too definitely. so there's like a whole mixed bag there oh yeah untapped potential <laughs> More about me. I'm single. Yep, that's it. That's me. It's just me. <laughs> I uh, live at home with my parents still. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta mm-hmm. love the student loan debt for that. Thanks, Discover. Student loan life. Right? I am here for it. <laughs> mm, yes. Mm. Another topic we will dive into yes. later. Yes. That's like Ugh. a whole six-part series. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, it's like, you know, the whole series, student loan debt and how it is crushing my dreams. <laughs> crushing the millennial and Gen Z um, generations. Just like, right. oh, there goes my hopes and dreams of owning a home. Yep. And <laughs> like, But you know what? I got a shiny piece of paper instead. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. It's, it's definitely a love-hate relationship. Um, I know I've had conversations about this with people where, you know, it's like we complain about student loans, but at the same time, you know, I probably couldn't make the same salary that I do, um, right. even though I do have that student loan debt payment. Right. In the long haul, that starts to kind of counteract, but that's not until you're about, I don't know, maybe about 10 years into your career, depending on your career choice. Right. Um, maybe a right. little bit sooner, just depends, but it's definitely crushing the generation for sure <laughs> Oof. okay so depressing topics aside let's talk about yep. pets yes pets <laughs> so growing up in the midwest we had lots of animals we always had a hobby farm 
I have had all sorts of animals from goats, dogs, cats, horses, rabbits, fish, guinea pigs, you name it. We've probably put it in a cage and kept it in our house. <laughs> um, and you laugh, you laugh, you laugh. But we have had goats and horses live in the house. Oh, my God. I love it. You literally, laugh. You I laugh. I just love animals so much. If I could just literally <laughs> take them home with me every time I see an animal, my husband is just like babe it's a stray dog why are you trying i'm like he looks like he's trying to find his home he looks like he's sad oh he's like where are you gonna put it at i don't know i'll figure that out when i get there right right like this i'm i gotta do this first i gotta take the action and then i will solve all the rest of the problems on the way there like don't even worry about me we shall figure it out (laughs) yeah so i mean we don't typically okay listen we don't always keep our goats and our horses in the house i promise you they don't always stay in the house they have their own house it's a barn (laughs) it's outside however Sometimes they get sick and they can't be with their buddies because we don't want their buddies to get sick. So we have to isolate them and then they come inside and we have a little room where they live in the house and it always smells bad, but whatever. We love our pets, okay? <laughs> They're like family. Yes, they are family. They all have names and personalities. It, that's a whole thing. I literally could talk about my pets for an entire episode and it would just, yeah, too yeah. much, too much. We're going to focus. Yeah. Right. We are going to focus on my one dog, Millie, and my two cats, <laughs> Billy Ray and Cutie Mae, <laughs> which there's such a funny story here because Millie was a graduation gift from my parents when I graduated college. They were like, here, you're moving out on your own. Have a dog. And I was like, ah, joke's on you. I'm moving into your house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you made into your house. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, we love Millie. We She's an adorable little girl, but we have... Obviously, we live on a farm and we have these cats that show up all the time. And mm-hmm. Cutie Mae was a cat that showed up. She was a stray and we literally saved her life. But she came into the house and Millie and her, they made best friends mm-hmm. real quick. And I am not a cat person. I've been a dog person for as long as I can remember. So the fact that I have two cats and one dog is really funny. And the only reason I have two cats is because Millie is mine. My cat, Billy Ray, is mine. But Cutie Mae is Millie's cat. And they love each other. They play with each other all the time. And Cutie Mae and I just don't get along. And Millie and her, they get along like crazy. And I I can't leave her behind. Millie would be devastated. I truly do love my little Billy Ray. He was found last year on Valentine's Day. And, you know, he came. He was super shy, super little. Couldn't touch him. And we finally got him, you know, tamed. And now he sleeps in my room every night. I love it. He's been an expensive little cat. His favorite thing to chew on are my electrical cords. And I've replaced my Mac cord twice now, which is $80 a time. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Billy Ray. (laughs) Do you want to get a job? (laughs) He had to make up for that that free cat fee. He said, oh, you thought I was free? I shall be $160. Plus food <laughs> yes. and lodging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. And pick up my shit while you're at it. Thanks. Yes, please. <laughs> Scoot my shit. Please do. Oh, my God. That is probably the worst thing about cats is like, it's it's different with dogs, I think, because they right. go outside. So you're like, okay. Yes. But then like, they're literally in your house. Right. Pooping in a box. Literally. In a box. Literally. And one, I'll get into this too. But one of my cats... She doesn't like to cover her shit. 
The other cat oh covers God. her shit for her. I'm like, oh my God. seriously? Like, c- come on now. You are old. You're the oldest here. Don't be a crotchly old lady. Right. Cover your shit, please. <laughs> and cover your shit, please. The baby's just... coming in and covering your shit. Like, come on now. Right. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. Ugh. Yeah, pets. They're so great. Anyways, okay, moving on. We'll talk about some more fun stuff. I Music. I listen to all music. I don't even have a favorite genre. I just kind of listen to anything. When I was growing up, my mom listened to 80s, 90s, early 2000s pop. She got me really into that. Uh, she had Sirius XM, and she'd listen to 80s on 8, 90s on 9, and Pop 2K all the time. <laughs> Uh, so those were always playing and I just like I love that music it's so nostalgic for me I listen to it all the time people are always surprised when like an 80s song will come on I'll be like oh I know that and they're like yeah what? I'm like hey my mom she raised me right yep. um <laughs> in middle and like high school like er- yeah early high school I had a friend who really got me into rock music and I was going through an email phase so it was really great mm-hmm. It just worked out so perfectly. Um, <laughs> I didn't even have like a black eyeliner emo phase. I had a black eyeshadow emo phase. I was so Interesting. like, yes, I was so borderline, not even an emo kid. It wasn't even funny. I just like listened to hard rock music and then like worked at a horse barn. So everyone Love was it. always like, what? I didn't have black <laughs> eyeliner. I just used black eyeshadow, but I literally would put it on from like, you know, my eyelash line all the way up to my freaking eyebrow. It was bad. I need photos, please. I need oh my God. aids for this because I have never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> so I need I, to see this, please. I genuinely do not think I have any photos of this era anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think I have a couple that have like, you know... They'll randomly show up in my like Facebook memories or whatever. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay, I did do that. (laughs) That wasn't just a fever dream. All right. That was real. Love it. I put that on only me. (laughs) No one else can see that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Plus, on top of like my little mini emo phase, my dad was super into rock music also at the time. I mean, he still is. Both my parents are, but my dad more so. And I just, as soon as they realized I was listening to classic rock, they were like, hey, here's some more classic rock. So I'm into that also. Overall, though, I always kind of fall back to rap and EDM as things I just like can always listen to and turn on in the background. My favorite kind of songs have like really good beats or like a really interesting sound or something with extra like something extra with the lyrics, something cool, like anything different, weird that you wouldn't like necessarily hear on like hits one or whatever. That's this type of stuff I'm listening to. My friends in college, they'd always be like, okay, what are you listening to? Like, what is the new music you found? And sometimes it was stuff from like five years ago that I like rediscovered, but no one like ever got into it five years ago. So it's like new. And I'm like, hey, this is good. Listen to this. I was always turning friends on to stuff. Yeah, so I just, I love music though. Like I'm always listening to music and yeah, that's that's about it. Keeping on the entertainment track here. I literally watch all movies. Also, I'm not picky about these things. I watch (laughs) all movies. I love a good comedy, a good animated movie. Give me a good kids movie and I'll sit there and watch it for hours. Ugh, obsessed. Exactly. (laughs) I also love horror movies, have always loved horror movies. And then I've recently really gotten into like British and Australian comedy. That's like just 
something I've discovered kind of on Netflix and my mom is also really into it too so I've just kind of she'll find something and she'll be like oh you need to watch this you need to watch this show you need to watch this movie I love it It, they're so funny and it's literally my type of humor that like deadpan like black comedy stuff that everyone else is like oh you're joking about that and I'm like yeah this is hilarious (laughs) are you kidding me I know I watch a couple of like YouTubers who are from the UK and um, they're they're just like they're black people from UK and some of the stuff that they'll say like the slang that they have like you're not from the UK but because we have our own slang you can kind of put two and two together right so I'll watch them and I I might have to venture out into some of the TV shows or movies because I just be cracking up at them they just and and I've noticed that they continue on to some stuff. (laughs) Yes, please do. I need some recommendations because just the the vibe that they have, they're very, at least within um, the black community in the UK, they seem more, I guess, touchy-feely where, you know, like masculinity is not the same over there as it is here in the States where they're always like hugging on each other, grabbing each other's arms or hands, like doing little things where people hear people would just make comments about and I can't even get into that topic. But, you know, I I noticed that. (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) um but that's like a whole lifestyle that i've noticed about them where they just are willing to be more open with each other and i'm like that is so dope you know like why do men feel like they can't be like that like come on now so ridiculous toxic masculinity i'll tell you where it'll get you (laughs) the best of you uh so yeah i am constantly finding new movies watching new movies watching new shows like i that's my weekends off i'm in my bed watching movies eating popcorn literally my favorite place to be Mm -hmm. outside of that my other favorite place to be i grew up obviously we've talked about this i grew up with horses so i grew up riding horses Mm -hmm. i started riding horses when i was about three years old i got really competitive really into it i was riding for you know like i was riding with professionals i was beating professionals in competitions and then at about the time i went to college i just totally fell off okay kind of like figuratively and literally fell off (laughs) (laughs) do share do share pun intended i just like there were a couple of little incidents (laughs) accidents that i was in and i Like, I still have pain in, like, one of my legs from falling off way too many times. But I fell out of riding around college just because I went to college. I didn't bring my horse with me. And I didn't, you know, (laughs) what? I can only imagine you, like, pull up to (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh, man, I'm going to have to go on a tangent. I'm going to have to go on a tangent and explain this. Okay. Listen, so you you're laughing at me pulling up to college with my horse, but listen, when I was in like 8th grade, I had picked out the college that I wanted to go to. It was my dream college and it was literally a college that was focused around bringing your horse to college. And no. they also Yes, I like you act like I'm joking. I am being so serious. I picked out this college when I was in like 6th grade, 7th grade because I found out that I could take my horse with me and I also found out that they had a super great like education program and it was an all-girls college that was like probably the only drawback to me was that it was an all-girls college other than that I was so into it they were on the east coast they like their entire like class structure was built around you being able to go to the stables take care of your horse 
and ride every day. And I'm like, this is literally my dream school. I got in, I got super great scholarships to there. I was all ready to go. And then literally like a month before final decisions were due to colleges, as far as like, hey, yeah, I'm attending your school. Like get me some housing. They made an announcement to all of the like incoming freshmen that they were closing their doors permanently. And that even like the senior class that was graduating that year was going to be their last senior class. And I just was devastated. I was like, okay, so you mean I have to go to one of my backup schools now? Okay, fine, I'll go. But after I had like gotten everything set up with my backup school, which is where I graduated from, I got everything set up. I had my housing set up. I had everything ready to go. I paid all my deposits. I had my books, my classes, everything. They were like, hey, by the way, we got the funding. We're going to reopen and you can have your scholarship back. And I was like, "Mm." You've been playing with me too much. I just really do not feel like risking that because I really feel like I'm going to get there and it's going to be like that scene in Drop Dead Gorgeous where all the girls end up at Sarah Rose Cosmetics and it's closed for bankruptcy and they just destroy the place. Like that's going to be me and my horse showing up on the first day of college. Like, okay, we're done here. Yep. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Everyone is literally gonna judge me because they're gonna be like, oh, she's a horse girl. No, I'm, I'm not a horse girl. There's a big difference <laughs> between horse girls and girls who had horses. And I know that's literally everything a horse girl says. <laughs> my sister says the same thing. She's like, except for with her, she says, you know, there's white people and then there's people who just happen to be white. <laughs> yes same concept here yes it is because like horse girls oh my god okay i'm sorry horse girls i'm sorry horse girls i really am sorry because i'm making fun of you right now and i don't mean to make fun of you but i'm sorry Mm, i'm sorry you're like i was raised around you guys so right i was raised around you guys you guys were my friends i'm sorry for making fun of you right now but horse girls were those girls who had their like entire room painted like purple or pink and it had unicorns everywhere and it had pictures of horses everywhere and they were the only girls who didn't actually have horses and they'd go out to recess and they'd neigh at you at recess and they'd run around like they were the horse those are horse girls girls who had horses were the girls who showed up late to school with hay in their fucking hair and like the dirtiest jeans like those were the girls who you were like hey why does she smell weird and you were she's like hey it's horse shit calm down like that's the difference between a horse girl and a girl who had horses. Thank you very much for coming yes. to my TED Talk. <laughs> I just hate I being it. called a horse girl. <laughs> yes. No, I feel you. I I could see how that would be very irritating because even though yes. I don't know any horse girls per se, right. I can completely imagine exactly what you're talking about. I feel like I've seen something like that in a Disney movie. Yes. Where, yes. Like, this is really overwhelming. <laughs> yes. I... Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for horse girls because they do get made fun of. Um, I do. I do feel bad for them. But if you're going to neigh at people on the playground, right? I just feel like there comes a point where you go, hey, this is weird. I should probably stop. Right, right. To each his own. To each your own. I mean, to each your own. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Just please don't neigh at me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so stepping out of horses. (laughs) (laughs) Going into some other hobbies and stuff that I like to do. I'm really into painting. I got into it in college. I was in a sorority and I just arts and crafts. That's what sorority girls did. So I really got into painting there and that's where I realized that I'm actually like not too bad at painting. Like I'm actually okay at it. I'm definitely not a professional and I don't sell any of my art even though people have definitely like offered to pay me for it. I just don't feel that it's that good and I don't ever think that it's original because I will 
will copy shit from Pinterest and then I will paint it and it will look just like it did on Pinterest and people will be like oh my god I want to buy that and I'm like no this is someone else's art and they're like no but you painted it I'm like yeah I know but I stole their idea right so (laughs) I love painting though I have literally so many paintings in my house of things that I've painted and like my mom she literally I call it my dead shrine because there's like this like whole entire section in our family room where it's just like a bunch of pictures of me my high school diplomas (laughs) there my college diploma is there all of like these paintings that I've painted (laughs) over the years are there like some stuff's hung up like some stuff's just like on the ground it really genuinely looks like I died and this is her shrine (laughs) to me Um, and people have honestly believed that they've been like oh I'm sorry like did someone pass and I'll like come around the corner and they're like oh my god you're alive and I'm like yeah I know because my mom's dramatic they're like they just worship me that's all you know I'm the queen of the household well it's so funny because none of my brothers have a shrine so it's literally just me (laughs) see there you go you're the oldest so you get a whole corner of the household that is just dedicated to you your artwork your brothers could do a magnificent painting and your mom's just like eh trash throws it up in the attic like (laughs) my mom's like put it in the burn pile (laughs) right right (laughs) uh yeah so that is something I do in my free time and I bought an iPad earlier last year and I want to get into some digital art I learned I'm really not good at digital art and digital Mm. art is hard so (laughs) that is definitely a work in progress and um yeah I will maybe get around to it sometime I don't know. The TikTokers just make it look like it's so easy. I'm like, okay, I know it's not no drag and drop. You clearly did not just draw a straight line, but when it looks straight as hell on your actual iPad, I'm like, you're doing something. There's there's a tweak right. here. This is not, I mean, digital art is insane. I mean, I cannot do any of it, <laughs> but I'm also like, mm, you had some assistance with this mm-hmm. and I would like to know how so I can learn how to do it. <laughs> honestly dude fuck tiktok do you know how many like things that i've decided oh i can do that i saw it on tiktok yep, oh yep. my god it's like um nailed it oh this is what you were trying to make this Literally. is what you made <laughs> every time i try to create something from tiktok i could just have nicole Byers show up in my house and she'd be like nailed it and i'd be exactly. like thanks nicole <laughs> laughing in your face just dying laughing like what is this just yep. completely more <laughs> I think the only thing that TikTok really is great at is the recipes. I have made oh my some God, bomb yes. recipes and I'm like, okay, Gordon Ramsay, like step your right. game up. Ain't nobody got no, doesn't want a watery ass scrambled eggs. I saw him right. make scrambled eggs on MasterChef one time and I said, I'm sorry, those are cooked. So that's, that's done. Like they're watery. Like what is this? Like, but TikTok, I mean, I made this fire seafood pasta dish and my husband said, what is this? Like he was like, I was like, Hey, gotta give it up to TikTok. I just watched that 60 second video and learned how to make this. So I mean, Hey, TikTok. comes in clutch. Quick, cheap, easy recipes. Cause TikTok Honestly. is full of people who are middle-class, lower-class, some upper-class, but people yep. who be doing those recipes man you'd be looking in their kitchen and you're like oh that looks like my kitchen (laughs) Uh, honestly no and like seriously though tiktok i mean like when tasty through buzzfeed when they had all those articles like those turned into a whole like they have a kitchenware line now they have like a whole line of cookbook tiktok i'm sorry you are missing out on a huge business opportunity here all of your tiktok chefs they need books they need cookbooks they need their own kitchenware set like come on step it up tiktok and tiktok creators if you're listening to me tell them you need this yep (laughs) 
Exactly. I'm 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 here for it because every time I see a recipe, I'm like, ooh, I'll save the video and then I'll come back to it and add it to my grocery list. Like I I can't even tell you how many easy, just I mean, super easy recipes too, and they're fire. Like yes, when I make recipes and 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 dishes, like my husband, he's he has a very I don't want to say simple palate, but when I'm like, ooh, let me try this, he's like, What's he's in a man, this? and I'm like, oh, blah 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 blah, and he's like. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna like that and I'm like okay just try it he likes some of them but then Mm -hmm. as the more simple the dish gets he's like oh this is fire oh my god I'm like I literally made the same thing last week there's just like one ingredient that's different and he's like oh but this is really good I'm like okay so four ingredients good to know right oh my god well speaking of baking and cooking that is also something I like to do Mm -hmm. um I am extremely particular about it, so I don't do it very often. And what I mean by that is, like, I like to have things in my kitchen in, like, a certain order, in a certain way. And again, I live at home with my parents, and my mom likes to have her kitchen very particular. And we don't have the same idea of what our kitchen should be. So, cooking in my mom's kitchen gets under my skin. Sorry, mom, Mm -hmm. but I hate cooking in your kitchen. (laughs) I would love to cook and bake. I would do it all the time. But I don't have all the tools in your kitchen, mom. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I think that's a huge piece of it because I will see some videos, again, back to TikTok, where I'm like, okay, you're doing all this extra. And I'm like, wait, what the hell is that? That exists? Right. how awesome it would be? Like, I saw this lady with a garlic grinder. She put the freaking clove of garlic in this round tool, rolled it on the freaking counter, and she had freaking minced garlic in like two seconds. I mean, I've seen garlic mincers. Like, you know, you put the thing in, you press, you hold, and it mashes out. But I've never seen a grinder. Oh my God. Stays in there. I'm like, okay. And then my my mother in law had a wine cork where you, when you, after you open up the wine bottle, it's like a silicone cork. So you don't have to shove the cork back in or Mm -hmm. like my, we're just not even going to talk about that. I used to put foil over wine bottles when I was lazy because I'm like, eh, I'll come right back to. Oh girl! Oh girl! Oh so no! Like, if I couldn't get the if I hey, if I couldn't get the cork back in, we gotta do whatever. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do. Good to go. Seal the top. But she had the silicone wine stopper, and I was so fascinated. Like I guess when you don't necessarily have extra disposable income, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily just meandering through the kitchen section of stores or just perusing on Amazon like oh let me just see what there is or even thinking that this should exist I said what is this she's like it's a wine stopper she was just like told me like it's a wine stopper (laughs) what do you mean and I'm like oh my gosh and it was like a cone shaped so you could just easily just shove it in there there was no like trying to get the cork back in or doing any of this extra foil and she was just like yeah watch she just shoved it in there and I was like oh my god I took a picture of it I'm like these are only like a few dollars she's like yeah I know and I'm like oh my god like just completely like honestly if you like if you don't have that disposable income you're not pulling a me and you're not standing in the freaking kitchen supply aisle at target just like drooling over all of the items that literally have one purpose right but you want all of them because they're the same color and they're all the KitchenAid brand and it's target i have a red card i'm saving an extra five percent of course i need it (laughs) like (laughs) duh you gotta do the justification yep honestly honestly (laughs) so back to hobbies (laughs) yes 
I'm also a casual gamer. Um, I say casual because I'm literally just there to have a good time. I have tried playing online before and all the boys online get really mad at me because I really do not care what my score is. I do not care what my score is. I am just there to have fun and they always yell at me and so I just have decided I'm not playing online anymore. Um, maybe I'll get bold and get back online, but I usually play like Call of Duty games, first person shooters, racing games, uh, Animal Crossing, The Sims. I'm starting to break into different games like Assassin's Creed. I recently started playing Watch Dogs. Third person games are really weird for me because I've always played first person shooters. So like now playing a third person game is really weird. So that's going to be an adjustment. I mean, The Sims, but that's different. That's like a different kind of third person. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Animal it's Crossing and Sims different. are completely different in terms right. of that third person perspective. Like trying exactly. to aim and shoot. and Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Right. And these are these are definitely things that, you know, we'll dive more into in, in future yes. episodes. I mean, yep. given that we're both gamers, we're, we're different types of gamers. We like similar games. Games, we like different games so yep. you know with with the whole concept of online gaming that's a whole extra episode in and of itself um, oh my god so yes. i'm i'm excited to talk about that as I well am too. And, it's ugh, gonna be we'll interesting <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Twenty twenty one might have some good hopes for uh for, for us gaming online. Yeah. I'm hoping, you know, yep. with like PS five I might get bold and do the same where I'm like, Okay, yep. let me just hop on here and see and I'll probably yep. have a couple bad experiences and be like, See, this is why I don't do this shit. No, literally <laughs> exactly and that why is ex- I don't do this. Every time I have played online on like Call of Duty, I seriously will like run around half the time I don't even know where the gun is. It's a first person shooter. <laughs> the gun is literally on the screen. And sometimes I run around and I'm staring at the ceiling or whatever, the sky, whatever, wherever we are. But I'm having a fun time because I'm running around and I am occasionally killing a person. And every time the stats come up at the screen, I'm there at the very bottom. And I'm like, yes, I killed someone. And all the other guys have like 40 kills and they're like, God, you suck. And I'm like, listen, I am having the time of my freaking life. Shut up. What I don't understand (laughs) is that. Did you not start out as a trash ass gamer yourself? Right, right. Like you're, you mean to tell me you picked up a controller and you were just fucking annihilating everybody? Right. And you, you didn't start out being trash, whether you were young, whether you were older. Right. I don't care. I know for a fact it's a learning curve. Yeah, you it might is. be able to be like, okay, I, I got the hang of this. This is cool. Right. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah, you move around, blah blah blah. I get it. Right. But to just be sitting here annihilating people and That's then turn around true. and just bash on those that don't get what you get or are just learning the game i mean there's brand new gamers every day like exactly people don't understand that just because games have been out for so long doesn't mean that oh everyone you grew don't up game, with games you haven't played that oh right. we're on like the 50th freaking call of duty like where have you been at like no there's new gamers every day i mean <laughs> i've I, been poor that's where sense. i've been <laughs> right right i mean <laughs> Come on now, like the whole concept of games, the cost of gaming consoles, things like right. that. I I do have to hand it to the to the console uh, companies of the console, you know, like lords. Xbox, PS Five. Oh, God, seriously. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so again, that's a whole other topic. Um, yep. <laughs> but. I, I think with that whole concept of how much time in between their consoles, you know, it, it kind of makes it worth spending that $500, right? Yes. Because it could be, you know, well, <laughs> right now PS5s are about $1,000. I mean, you might get lucky and get one for cheaper as they're starting to put more out. But, right. you know, I think for the most part, for the for the retail value of $500, $400, mm-hmm. that's, that's not bad given that you can get, you know, 
several years out of it. Right. Um, granted, some of them do the upgrades and put the pros out, things like that. But, right. you know, it, it is pretty spendy, you know, if you don't have that disposable income. I mean, there's a lot of people who majority of the U.S. can't afford a $500 emergency. So what makes you think they're going right. to go out and buy a $500 console like that? So it just really depends on your priorities, what your hobbies are. But for me, yep. I'm like, I don't go out. So that's my entertainment. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, and I'm like, I will play for hours, hours and hours and hours i'll lose track of time playing games that doesn't mean i'm good at it i'm just playing the game i mean it's called playing right it's called not conquering (laughs) right and i will play the story mode on games over and over and over it doesn't mean i'm getting any better it just means i'm memorizing the map like I'm, right. <laughs> I'm just there to have a good time. There's so many games that I have on my game shelf that I've maybe played for like an hour and I've been like, yeah, this game's okay. And then I'll like go back to it and I will literally play the same one hour. Fable 2, I'm talking to you. I'm sorry that I've never made it past the tutorial, um, which it. is a lot. I've actually made it past the tutorial. I just haven't made it very far. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's like I got to the first dialogue and that was it. <laughs> yes, I get to the part where I can play as a blacksmith and I play that and and that's about it. You know what I'm talking yep. about, Fable players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was long, but that was about me. Tori, let's hear about you. Yes, so as you talk, there are a lot of similarities uh, yes. between us. And I think this is something, too, that we will be touching on in our first actual official episode. Yes. Where even though we weren't necessarily raised together, as we've you know gotten closer, spent a lot more time talking with each other, there's a lot of random similarities. just weird things and I think as I go through my things you'll be like um are you sure you want race together because there are so (laughs) many things in common so I'll just kind of start off my name is Tori I am 26 years old my pronouns are she her and hers I live on the west coast have always lived on the west coast Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I prospect myself living outside of the west coast after you know this past week that might change I'm not sure we may not be living in the U.S. <laughs> um, mm. Uh, mm. to be on mm. the extreme side of things. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But I am mixed. I am black and white. Wait, I have always... You're mixed? Oh, my God. Wait, what? Hang on. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait. Are you Wait, sure? Mmm. <laughs> 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 Thinking, thinking. Hmm. No, no, definitely not mixed. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I love it. So yes, I am. I am mixed. (laughs) I am black and white, um, half and half. So. I've always lived in predominantly white areas my entire life. Currently, I am in a city where I am one of five people who are, of, I would say, specifically black because I know that I've seen, I believe, some Native American and Hispanic people. But mm-hmm. even then, that's maybe an extra five other people. So it's it's definitely currently I am surrounded by nothing but white people. And then in the main area that I used to live and grow up in, it didn't really get diverse until I would say about five years ago that I noticed more and more people, you know, moving in and, you know, definitely, I guess, diversifying the population. But even then it wasn't uh, at a, at a large scale, but growing up, 
I was always one of very, very, very few, if any, black kids in my grade, let alone my school. But I did go to, you know, public schools my whole life, except for a couple years where I went to a arts academy. I was a dancer growing up. Love, love, love to dance. That is like my one thing that I could just do all day. Yeah, see, that's something we don't have in common. I can't dance. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. bad. <laughs> see, there we go. First thing already off the bat. Mm-hmm. But yep. I I absolutely just love it. And so I was around a lot of art kids, you know, whether that's painting, theater, singing, dancing. I mean, the majority of our day was spent doing our art. And yep. then we also had our primary studies. So at that school, I would say I was even more more so of a uh, minority because I, I went with really? a lot of <laughs> really that's a shocker well um, I mean so. <laughs> it is a shocker but I also like I feel like at an arts academy I would expect more people of color I know just like I don't I don't necessarily have a reason why but like I think arts academy and I just think like more liberal and open and like you know yeah. kind of crunchy is the word my mom would probably use like mm-hmm. that kind of vibe and so I guess I would imagine more people of color but it's interesting that you're saying that it's you were it was predominantly white for you yeah I think it was also the area that the school was in because it wasn't necessarily like in the city like it was in the suburbs so I think if I went to a school like in the city that would have been very different I I mean if I think I went to school in the city period whether it's public private or in you know an art school I think that would have been very different in terms of you know the demographic but I think with where I lived especially at the time I think it was just the area that I was in and and lived in that really played a, a, a factor into that but I think it's it's taught me a lot of different things I've learned a lot of different things that you know my husband who's fully black you know he says like oh you know can you teach me how to do that that's cool that you know how to do that and I think that does play a a factor into it as well you know some things that weren't weren't taught to him and and where he lived at he lived in you know a predominantly black area it was literally the complete opposite so you know there's things that he learned that I have no clue about and I'm still learning and there's things that I get to teach him so it it really does have a good, nice balance. And, and I'm excited for, you know, when we have kids to be able to educate them on on both backgrounds. So, right. Yeah, that's so cool. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> so I am I am the oldest of my siblings. Maddie, like obviously. Oldest, oldest. I, yes, I am. I'm the oldest, oldest. And yep. that's <laughs> the case with my cousins, like everything. I am the oldest. And I have Maddie and I have another sister that I was raised with. And then I also have two younger brothers that me and Maddie also share. I I do have a very large family. There's a lot of, you know, separations in the family, people who got remarried. So blood really isn't uh, a thing in our family where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, but you're my blood aunt. You're my blood cousin. Right. There's a lot of people who were kind of, I call you auntie, but technically you're my cousin kind of situations as well, where it was like, well, we grew up as cousins, but we were really close. So you're kind of like an auntie to my kids. Like I have an aunt where she's definitely my cousin. And not by blood either. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it it it's not viewed as that way. You know, like right. it was never anything that was questioned. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's so and so, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a, a, an awesome thing to have. And, you know, it kind of goes back to that whole concept that we were talking about with, you know, having having biological family but then also having your extended family. And yep. so that kind of has its its pluses, but then it also has it, it, its downfalls where some people do view you as that, where you're not blood. You're not right. my real family. Yeah, your family, 
but you're not my real family. And and you see that difference in treatment. And I think that for somebody looking on the outside in, it's a very different feeling. You can't really yeah. explain it unless if you've experienced it. Because exactly. people think like, oh, well, it's the same. It's fine because you haven't experienced that. So how right. how, how would you know the difference? Right. But I know that'll be a, a topic we'll, we'll get into later. Oh, Family. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I have been married for a year, a little Ooh. over a year. Yes. But we've been together for eight. So do the math. (laughs) But, but, you know, I always talk to people about that where, you know, people always would say, oh my God, it's about time. But I always hear these horror stories where people get married after a year or two of being with somebody. And I I get it. You know, everybody's at a different point in their life. If you're a little bit older, you might want to move a little bit quicker. And, you know, it, it definitely is all about the people and what they want to do. And, you know, I know for me, I definitely was what I felt ready at a much younger age and as I've gotten older and much wiser as I mm-hmm. like to say <laughs> I realized then like I don't know if we would be still together if we had done some of the things that I was like oh I want to do this I want to you know I want to have babies and, and get married and we were young and he was like you know I love you and I do want that just not right now and I took right. that personally right. and here we are you know eight years later and people are like you guys have one of the strongest relationships that I know and we hear that all the time from a lot of people yep. just because we have really good communication you know we were polar opposites yes in the sense oh where I'm extremely extroverted <laughs> I can yammer on for about three hours straight and my husband he he would be fine with not saying a single word you know oh, so yeah. I mean he's extremely introverted and again we balance each other with that he's kind of toned me down a little bit I used to be very very extroverted in in different situations that I maybe yep. shouldn't have been and would get into I don't want to necessarily say altercations because that's not the right term but just <laughs> arguments with people yes <laughs> where it was just draining yes my energy and my husband's like why are you why are you arguing with them why are you having this conversation I'm like because blah 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 and he's like and look at how how your energy is right now and so I'm like okay okay you know so yeah we we've we've played off uh you know played on that a little bit where we've we've taught each other different things but we're we're super happy I he's my best friend literally I mean I I couldn't ask for a better partner so it was well worth it I always recommend people to live with the person that you're thinking of getting married with yeah and uh it's a very different experience for sure it's 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 a great experience but you you see you know you know what you do in private right right those sometimes gross things or things where you're like man if somebody saw me doing this right and then right. you then are now living with somebody fully living with somebody that you weren't raised with that knows those things and then you're like oh now somebody else has to know i do these things right <laughs> which it's not always like extreme but it's just the little things right so Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely always recommend that because it might change things and it might make you guys come closer so right but uh we're currently trying for a baby so since it's been about a year and a half and we've been together for almost a decade we feel like we've had a lot of great time with each other we've traveled a lot and you know we've we've spent a lot of time with one another and and we're just ready so we're excited and something that we're uh hoping to have here in 2021 so so exciting yes <laughs> so we do have uh pets as well like maddie literally yes. identical Yes. One dog and two cats. Yes. Um, <laughs> literally for, identical. Has your dog adopted either of those cats? Uh, no. Oh, Technically, geez. one of my cats, 
beats up on the dog. Oh. And the other cat is petrified. So mm, okay. it's so, kind of like yeah. a <laughs> love-hate relationship amongst yeah, the, okay. the cats. <laughs> but uh, Dexter is an American Staffordshire Terrier. So he looks like a pit bull, but taller. He's very mm-hmm. stocky. He's a 85-pound lap dog. Yeah, he's um, a big boy. And he's oh big boy. Very rambunctious, but... Mm-hmm. He's my baby boy. Anytime my husband, me and him will be sitting there playing around. And as soon as he senses like my husband's getting a little too rough or anything like that, he intervenes and is like, back off. That's my mom. So (laughs) my baby boy. I have to love him. But my two cats, Dolphy, she's the, the OG of the family. She was here first. She's she's the one who doesn't cover up her shit. She's a little bitch. I'm going to just put it bluntly. <laughs> she is a little bitch. But when she wants to be loved, she, she'll she just come and snuggle with you. Like, yeah. I'll be sitting there chilling. Dexter will be have his head on my lap. He'll be sitting next to me. Dolph will just walk right up. She's like, nope, I'm going to come sit here and lay here. She'll come lay there. Yep. Dexter is ready to just kind of sniff at her and be like, what you doing over here? And mm-hmm. she will, when I say whack the shit out of him, I mean, she is like, no pow and whack the crap out of him i've i've seen times where her claw will get stuck in his jowl like the whole nine and he's just like what the hell and i'm like dexter you know this is gonna happen right like, right you set yourself out of for her this. space <laughs> she does this to me like back off so but uh but dolphy she was a uh, um, we just adopted her from a local litter backtrack a little bit dexter was a rescue from texas so we rescued him he had a terrifying terrifying trip to us they transported them got into an accident in the middle of the night while transporting 50 dogs i think it was one died on site and then they had i think 20 dogs that had like ran off because i mean the car was just crushed i mean they're in cages in this van and just got crushed this dude fell asleep in the middle of the night at the wheel going 80 miles an hour no them and it was just heartbreaking so they ended up flying them to us we did an emergency pickup all of the people were there trying to pick up their dogs and it was just horrifying so he has a kind of some ptsd with going into cars which is completely understandable but he's gotten better so he's our our rescue baby and then we have mr scuba or scoob as we we call him and he's uh a cat that was born under my house and (laughs) that was a whole adventure so (laughs) yeah so mama was very protective and lovey but you know, we, we couldn't have, her litter was like six kittens, five kittens, something like that. And trying to capture them, she kept moving them. And then we were able to capture three out of the five. And I still feed two of the babies that are outside. They are uh, almost, uh, they're almost about a year. I didn't really know when they were born. I just yeah. saw kittens roaming around my house one day. And I was like, oh my God, those are kittens. Yeah, oh I shit, was- they're living under my house. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It would be about a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it'll be a year this summer. I just don't know at what point this summer. I don't remember. So 2020 was a blur. <sighs> Look. <laughs> <laughs> One second I'm like, oh, it's summer. Why the fuck is it Christmas? Literally. Literally. Everything in between just went out the window. But mm-hmm. so we rescued him from outside. So um, same kind of story where he was just super skittish. You couldn't. Yep touch him i'd come into the bathroom to feed him and he was like "Mm, not having it and now i can't get this little boy to get off of me at night i mean he is laying 
on me. And when I say on me, like he wants to lay on my neck. He wants to lay above my head. And I'm like, bro, this is not working for me. You're going right. to. And he's getting big. I mean, I think he's going to be bigger than Dolphy, to be honest with you. He's about the same size as her right now. And mm-hmm. he's not even a year old. So I'm oh. like, I don't know how big you're going to be. But you need to get up off of my neck, my chest, my head. And you could come snuggle with me. But Right. <laughs> just chill. Get out of my face. <laughs> but come snuggle. <laughs> Seriously. And then Dolphy's like, oh, this is great. All the attention's going to him. I get to just go chill off yep. on my own and be, <laughs> be by myself. So it's her preference. But hey, there you go. Whatever works. Whatever works. It's It's the dysfunction of my pet family (laughs) hey there you go (laughs) goodness but kind of shifting gears kind of more into uh some entertainment here i Mm -hmm. love 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 rap and r&b and Mm -hmm. i was the only one who listened to it i remember (laughs) i think i've even told my mom this sneaking it on (laughs) old-fashioned limewire yeah iTunes yes. was it and uh, Apple Music was not a thing and you had to pay for your music and I said yep. I don't work and I'm not paying for this shit and neither is my yep. mom so we got to figure yep. out a loophole for this and I was downloading music and probably got I don't know how many viruses but I said I don't Honestly. care I'm doing this anyways and uh, I just loved rap music at a young age the first song that I ever heard was The Way You Move by Outkast oh. and because I wasn't exposed to rap music. Yep. Ever. Outcast is I, good. Like that's not bad. Can't hate on Outcast. Yeah. And and I wasn't I wasn't raised around it. So I didn't grow up with like the 80s and 90s and you know all the classics until I got mm-hmm. older and even now I'm still trying to still trying to, you know, backpedal a little bit, right. but it's 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 like it, it really is a love of mine i have two subs in my two twelves in my car so music is just everything i mean i'm yeah. a dancer so i like to feel the music yes. right it's not about being obnoxious it's not about showing off it's literally i love to feel my music when i'm yep. playing video games watching a movie watching tv i like to feel it right and my husband's like it's so loud i'm like mm, i could go a little louder but i'm just trying to be nice <laughs> for y'all so <laughs> but you know i I love even some hardcore rap. Like, yes. I love Sada Baby, Young Dolph, you know, even some, you know, people who aren't necessarily mainstream quite quite yet. You know, mm-hmm. Azizi Gibson is always a, a, a another good one that I love. And with R&B, of course, you know, just nice feel-good music, alternative. I love Selena Baraz. You know, she always has this really good... I like her older music mm-hmm. better than her newer, but just the, the vibe is just... I, I just love it. Yeah. And then, you know, some electronic in there. I'm all about the the beats, you know, yep. and that's I think that's what really drew me to R&B and rap and hip hop growing up wasn't necessarily yep. the lyrics because at that age, I didn't the, the age that I really got into it. I didn't really know what they were talking about quite right. yet. So now looking back where my mom was like, I don't know if you should be listening to this, you know, I mean, tangent. I'm going to be a very different type of parent than I think a yes. lot of people are where yes. <laughs> because I listen to that type of music, you know, Baby Shark is just not going to be blasting in my uh, house 24-7. No. Sorry, no, 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 not no, happening. No, no, no. But, you know, I think it really obviously is about the content, the lyrics and things like that. But it's also about the beats, you know, like yep. even if that's OK, we play an instrumental when they're younger or the clean version or things that just aren't going to be, you know, bleeped out 90 percent of the, the song. Yeah. But that was what it was for me was the beat 
I loved yeah. the beat and that's what I love about electronic. And then of course, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of soft rock from my mom's taste, very similar to your mom, you know, yep. 80s, 90s, 2000s, you know, uh, just a lot of soft rock music on her yep. side. She listened to some kind of old school hip hop here and there, but that wasn't played until I was much, much older. And then she's right. like, oh yeah, I know the song is this all the time. And I'm like, where was this? Like, why couldn't I listen to this when I was younger? Right, right. <sighs> But and then from my dad's side, I grew up with Metallica, ACDC. I still mm-hmm. love, absolutely love. I could probably listen to self-named Metallica album. Mm. Yes. Like just on repeat. And yes, I, I love it so much. I mean, there's just so many good songs on that album that are just, yeah. I, I used to play rock band growing up and yep. I would love playing the guitar. Yep. I never really got into playing the real guitar, but mm, no, just <laughs> those heavy, oh gosh, my fingers like just don't <laughs> spread out <laughs> to where it's it just, just like, don't okay. work <laughs> even on the guitar hero and the rock band guitars i'm like who the hell designed this a man definitely designed this because <laughs> women's hands are so much smaller yeah where i'm like how the hell am i supposed to get to the freaking orange when i'm all the way up here and i have to bring my, i have to push both of these there's no freaking way like right. no way so when they came out with the guitar that had the smaller keys down below i said thank you yep thank you this is the guitar for me where I can have the keys down here and I can play the hard and expert level songs because yep. I cannot when they're up here. So, right. Anyways, so, so, yeah, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, you know, had a very different taste of music. You know, my mom, she's my biological mother. My dad, he adopted me when I was two, married my mom and had my sister. So he and my mom kind of grew up in the same area. Yep. So they listened to a lot of rock and, and things like that. That was just kind of what everybody listened to. And so, you know, kind of different spectrums, obviously, different sections of the spectrum. But got a lot of a lot of rock from them, so it was great. Yeah. And then with uh, some movies, I prefer comedy and action. Yes. All day, every day. Sucker yes. for cartoons. Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, yes. oh, and DreamWorks. Disney love Plus. DreamWorks. Oh, Disney oh, Plus has been a like godsend. I love Disney Plus. You know, I was up watching Uh-oh. the other day. <laughs> Like old school Disney shows, even yes! Stevens, that's oh! a Raven, and I'm like, Phil of the oh Future. God. Oh. Phil, girl, I turned on Phil of the Future the other day, and I said, <laughs> Why the fuck did I watch this? I was looking at it like, Oh my god, like these are so corny. Like the TV yes! shows today, so corny, are, are corny. <laughs> They're yeah. hella corny these days too. I mean, I'd be watching some of the new Nickelodeon shows and Disney shows, and I'm like, I, I genuinely can't. I, I cannot watch these. But then I'll go back to the ones that I watched, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is just a general right. tone of Disney. Right. I'm like, I literally, I watch them, I turn them on, and I'm like, wait, I actually genuinely sat down and watched this, and I didn't go. And this is it. stupid the whole time. Like, okay. Right. I mean, I still love it. Like, I still love the nostalgia, yes. and I will, like yes. I said, I will sit and watch a nostalgia movie. Like any day, any time. Yep. I could have seen it a hundred times. Do you know what I watched on Disney Plus the other day? Herbie Fully what? Loaded. Oh my. <laughs> Tell me why I almost turned on Freaky Friday. <laughs> oh my God. I used to love Lindsay Lohan's movies. I was a huge Lindsay Lohan fan until, you know, Lindsay Lohan did Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> It's like Miley Cyrus did. Literally. I mean, okay, but listen, I was like a diehard Miley Cyrus fan. And when she was going through her shit, I was like, girl, I'm here. I am still here. I'm still listening to you. Like, yeah, Miley Cyrus went through some shit, but I was there for the whole thing. Lindsay Lohan, I just was like, this is too much. 
I am like what, in eighth grade. <laughs> what was that one? I'm trying to think of. Oh, Parent Trap. Oh, the Parent Tell Trap. Me why I used to love Parent Trap with yep. them. And I'm just like, well, her. I say them. It's her. Yeah, her. But <laughs> them. <laughs> the two right, Lindsay Lohans. <laughs> the, the, the Olsen twins, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I used to love. You know, I found this as a general. I think this has already been established. Disney stars are I want to know what happens behind honestly behind closed doors because like, they what's are going all down? completely screwed up. I mean, just what is happening? Right. Like, on a whole nother level. Like nothing that like, oh, yeah, you know, I had this happen. This event happened to me and I'm like depressed. Like there's a like there's something going on. Right. That is, you know, oh, you can't talk about this or oh, this is just what happens when you work for Disney or something. Right. Like I don't freaking know. Like there's just shit that obviously has gone on to all of these people to where it has genuinely screwed them over and yep. and, and it's just disney i don't think so much with nickelodeon because mm-hmm. it's like you know you got like drake and josh like where, yeah. where the fuck are drake and josh what are oh they boy doing? girl have you not heard about all the drama with drake bell no oh boy i mean i don't even know all the details i just know that like some shit have went down. Like, I think there was, like, some domestic abuse thing that happened. Like, I genuinely do not know the details. I just know oh, that Drake Bell changed his Twitter account into Spanish and then oh, refuses to speak English. And I'm pretty sure he moved to, like, Mexico or something. And, like, is only releasing songs in Spanish. Like, is only doing Spanish. Like, nothing else. He won't even tweet in English. Note to self. Google Drake Bell after the podcast. No, honestly, like <laughs> Drake Bell jumped off the deep end. I don't know what happened. And I I think oh. it was something like domestic abuse, something happened, like some allegations or whatever. And that's kind of what sent him off. But oh boy. But Josh, he's doing yeah. great. I'm pretty sure he got married <laughs> a few fine. years ago. That's great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at some photos because like that's always what gets me is you see these people and you're like oh they're like you know teenagers or early 20s or whatever when they start filming and then now they're like I don't want to say old because that's not the right term but they're just older they've aged right so you're like wow so that's what you look like when you're a grown adult you know like that's that's cool like you know just to kind of see that I mean going back to TikTok again um so (laughs) did you (laughs) ever watch (laughs) <laughs> Did you ever watch Zoe 101 on Nickelodeon? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know Zoe's little brother? Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Zoe's little brother, he grew up and he's on TikTok. And <laughs> I am like his number one fan. I mean, I'm not actually, but like, <laughs> oh boy, when I found that account, I was like, oh, Wait, you grew up. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Okay. Hello, Paul Butcher, if you're listening. Hi, it's me. Um, I yeah. Love it. Just call me. (laughs) I'm like, no, I am literally, I found his account and I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, you grew up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like time has done great things for you, Paul Butcher. I am a fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I uh, I had a nostalgia moment myself once Disney Plus came out, and I was just looking at all these different shows, movies, TV shows, everything. And lately, I've been trying to get my husband into it because he didn't grow up really with Disney or DreamWorks or Pixar and things like that. I mean, he's like, I grew up watching SportsCenter and ESPN, and I'm just like. Oh, you're so boring. So I'm going to put you onto the bandwagon here <laughs> yep. with uh, cartoons. And he yep. always says that 
he's like, why do you why are you turning this trash on? I caught him. The it's other not night. trash. I on Atlantis. No, wait. Listen I to am this. offended. I turned on Atlantis the other night, mm-hmm. and I said to myself, "This is gonna this is gonna intrigue him." So I wonder how long it's gonna take because I mean, first out the just out the bat, like there's just yep. already some type of action going on, right? So yep. I was like, "Okay, I know this is gonna draw him in." Tell me why. Within the first ten, maybe fifteen seconds. This man stopped everything he was doing, was glued to the TV, <laughs> and was just sucked in. And I'm sitting here. I've seen this movie a thousand times. Right. And I'm sitting here watching him because yep. I'm seeing his reaction, and he yep. did not look away. And it took me laughing because I couldn't hold it in anymore <laughs> for him to realize what was happening. Yep. And he was. I was like, and this is why I turned this trash on because Ooh. you get sucked into it. You just don't want to initially turn it on yourself. Yep. And it is so funny to watch him. And I'm like, I knew you'd get sucked into this. This is why yep. I turned this one on. Because you're a guy. You're not necessarily going to want to sit here and watch no. Tangled or, you know. Princess and the Frog. Frozen or, right. Like, I mean, you're not going to watch a princess show. No. It's not going to appeal to you. I but you're not going to look away fact. once you are watching it. Right. Because you get sucked <laughs> into all these different things. Like, yep. it's so funny and so i'm like okay when we have kids you're gonna be getting used to this and i bet you there's gonna be some that you're like oh i really like that one like he loves how to train your dragon like that is how to train your dragon he's like when's the next one coming out when's the next one coming out so my god (laughs) we've watched all those together and then i got sucked into the tv show and then he started watching it with me and we're two grown people watching how to train your dragon the tv show on netflix so honestly there's that but love it and then i absolutely hate horror movies i I don't don't get that the creepy crawly shit on the ceiling the fucking jump scares all of that can just go off of a cliff like (laughs) i am not here for it whatsoever and my husband i come in the other night he went to bed before i did Mm -hmm. tell me why it says are you still watching criminal minds he is like a criminal he's obsessed with all those crime shows right yeah so that's the other thing where i'm like those are like, I could watch those every once in a while. Yeah. It's okay, but it's not, like, my first choice. Like, oh, I always tell him. I'm like, oh, here comes the murdering. And, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not down for it. But I'll watch right. some of the most craziest action movies where they're just cutting heads off or doing crazy stuff. Right. Shooting people, like, you know, all these different things. But it's the jump scares within horror that I don't like. Oh, Suspense. that's my favorite part. No. Mm-mm. No, no. Suspense is okay, as long as there's not that jump scare aspect. Like if it's something where it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But if it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Boom. And you just get terrified. No, I'm not there for that. So (laughs) I am. I am so there for that. I literally, if I don't walk out of the theater being like, okay, now I got to go home and change my pants. I did not have a good time. (laughs) Nope. Nope. See, and it's, it's the jump scares, but then it's also the creepy faces, the creepy monster stuff. Like I have a very imaginative brain or um, imaginative, imaginative mind to where I'll start seeing those things. So I have like this paranoia of the dark. Yes. I'm a child. Mm. Long story, but I don't (laughs) like the dark. Anyway, so, you know, we'll sleep with the TV on and things like that. So he'll be like, oh, let me just turn this on. And it's just like, you know, crazy things are happening on in the background. And I'm like, I can't go to sleep to this. So I'll turn on Disney Plus, you know. But even during the day, if we'll watch like a horror movie, he's like, but you won't watch one with me. We've watched them during the day. Then later that night, I'm starting to see this shit in the shadows. And I'm like, no, yep. mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
nope i'm not here for it so even me okay even me with a huge fan of horror like i'm a huge fan of horror i always am like i'm one of those person who like i'll watch the horror episode i'll like watch the horror movie whatever i'm freaking watching and then like immediately i'm playing something funny like cute disney dreamworks like so good i was watching american horror story 1984 because they just put that on netflix and Uh i seriously watched like the first episode right before i went to bed one night i could not fall asleep I was laying there going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, they're coming, they're coming. I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to turn on, I can't even remember what I turned on, probably the B movie. Uh-huh. Some of my friends will know that I reference. I love it. Yes. Um, they, oh, there's a story there. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, my friends who know this reference are literally cackling right now. Like, I can tell you that they are pissing themselves. So, (laughs) the year that the B movie released on Netflix was my time to shine. Oh, my God. I fell in love with the B movie right after it, like, initially came out. It is Mm -hmm. the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yep, yep. But I... about it. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Like, I will openly admit that it is a terrible movie. Like, a woman falling in love with a bee? Are you kidding me? That is so terrible. That is so terrible. And then the bee becomes a lawyer? What? No, it's terrible. I don't want to be a honey worker. Right. out in the world. Right. Like, it is the worst movie. I will openly admit that it is the worst movie, okay? I will. But I was quoting it. I literally watched it so often that I could quote it. It would start playing, and I would be able to, like, you know, go along with the narrator at the beginning of the movie. And my friends, I so the first year that B-Movie got put on Netflix, there was somebody who watched it 365 days the first year it was on there. They watched that movie every single day. All my friends were like, was this you? And I'm like, right. shoot, no, it wasn't. Dang it. <laughs> Damn it. I wish I did. Think right. That. No. And I mean, like, <laughs> I, that's how often I watch it. Like, my friends would come over to my house and, like, we'd turn on my TV and B-movie would be on. And they were like, oh, my God, I Maddie. Cannot. Really? Again? And I'm <laughs> again? like, yes, again, because it's such a good movie. I mean, it sucks, but it's such a good movie. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my so. God. I feel like there's everybody has that movie where you're yes. like, okay, no, this is trash, but. I don't B-movie. know what to tell you. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. No, My I, guilty I pleasure. <laughs> yep. That's what it is. It really is. Your guilty pleasure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, kind of switching uh switching gears a little bit yeah kind of you know about my hobbies and and whatnot i uh, again same as maddie love yep. to paint um oh, however yes. i am not artistic <laughs> in, uh, by any means because i do paint by numbers for adults where i get the kit i get the paint <laughs> pots and the brush all in one and i sit there and do it for probably about mm, a good probably two to three months because these spots are microscopic sometimes depending on how intricate of the painting you get and And it just is very soothing for me. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about, oh, well, if I had this, this could fuck up the whole painting. I have like this weird thing where I'm like, okay, if I do this, this is permanent. But then it's like, well, you can go over it. I spent all this time doing this. I'm like, I might as well just have all the spots done for me and then know what to mix and know where to put it. So those are really fun. I've given some out for, you know, gifts and whatnot. And people are like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. I'm like, yeah, I painted that. Thank you. They're like, wait, right. I painted it. (laughs) 
I didn't come up with a concept, but I painted it. So, but I also enjoy going to the beach. Uh, my husband and I, that's our favorite place. Um, definitely enjoy just, just even if it's just for a little bit, like we don't have to spend all day there. We don't have to walk along the beach or anything like that. We just yep. go kind of chill and then come home. I mean, we don't yeah. live too far away from the beaches and it's, it's, it's really nice. We have our favorite beach that we always go to. And whenever we say, oh, we're going to the beach, we already know like that's where we're going, you know? So that's our favorite place. And then I love to cook again, kind of going back yes. to the TikTok thing. I enjoy cooking new dishes, something that's going to challenge me. Me, something that I've never made before and I don't necessarily like baking right. I think it's the concept of okay you mix this shit together you put it in the oven and you let it go and it comes out <laughs> and it's done poof like it's yep. like magic I I don't like that personally because I don't feel as involved you know I don't feel like I can kind of tweak things baking is definitely a science where it's like you have to have a cup and a half of flour if you have a cup right and three quarters this is going out the window so you know I think it's one of those things where I like to have that flexibility to kind of tweak my things if I want to if I you know I personally despise onions but I'll cook with them if they're sauteed <sighs> chopped up I cannot eat raw onion green <laughs> onion red purple orange i don't care what color onion it is i'm not eating it so i will cook with it saute it down for a little bit of flavor but if there's that crunch there mm -mm, not happening so yeah. i like to be able to kind of tweak it with uh with new dishes and whatnot and, and make replacements my guilty pleasure foods this is a random set of foods i will tell you this but okay. mac and cheese yep let me tell you put a bath Yum. of mac and cheese i'm in it like i not craft i grew up with craft i will tell you my guilty pleasure and this is probably like a blasphemous statement i absolutely loved shaped mac and cheese the craft oh. mac and cheese not the regular craft mac and cheese that's trash desperate times when i was younger fine right but shaped mac and cheese i till the to this day i make fire baked mac and cheese yeah. it's a process and i use good cheese like five bucks a bag six bucks a bag of cheese and I use like four or five different kinds so yep. it can kind of get a little spendy for me to just make a dish for myself and be on my merry way so yep. we kind of result back to those shaped mac and cheeses there's just something about those shapes that make it taste different and honestly though man, it, there is something about shaped mac and cheese that tastes so different and it's good ugh. So good. It is so good. And my husband always kind of like looks at me, but he's gotten used to it now where he's just like, oh yeah, that's my wife's unicorn shaped mac and cheese. I mean, <laughs> SpongeBob is where it's at, by the way. Those mac mm. and cheese is oh, squares. Let me tell you. So uh, that is one of my guilty pleasures. Shrimp. Mm. I mm. love mm. seafood. You give me a shrimp cocktail. I will eat it. I know. I will eat 10 of them. Pasta. <laughs> When I tell you, I get so disappointed whenever I go to a restaurant and I order a shrimp dish and I get three pieces of freaking shrimp. Yes. And I pay like 20 something dollars for this. Yes. Just because you put three freaking shrimp on it. Right. <laughs> and I know shrimp is not that expensive. So no. don't, don't, don't play me. Please don't play me. Right. But I get played don't every time. Don't fuck with my shrimp. I, literally. Like <laughs> when I make shrimp dishes, I'm like, there's a good amount of shrimp in this. Like you're going to have shrimp consistently throughout your meal. Like there's not right. just, oh, here's you two baby shrimp. No. Right. Do not give me that trash. And then anything with sprinkles, waffles, pancakes. <laughs> I like those extra sprinkles on my cupcakes. Uh, My hot cocoa. Anything with freaking sprinkles donuts mm -hmm. oh if you go get donuts i don't care if it's pink frosting blue frosting white frosting no frosting well take that back 
with frosting, just I don't care what color. Black frosting for all I care. Right. Sprinkles, please. I will take one of those. <laughs> I love sprinkles. They don't add any extra flavor. Don't no. ask me why I like this. Could not tell you. They add zero flavor. You have the pancakes. Tastes like regular ass pancakes. There's yep. no difference. But something about the sprinkles, something about the color. I'm like, yep. oh, sign me. Draws you in. Sprinkles? I'm telling you, it's the color. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I'm like, ooh, this looks exciting. Yep. Give me one of those. Tastes the yep. same, but that I'll pay extra for if you want to put sprinkles in. Yep. <laughs> That'll be $2 extra. Don't care. Don't, don't care. care. <laughs> Give me the damn sprinkles. <laughs> Give me the sprinkles. Yep. And then last but not least, I myself am a gamer. Yes. In my spare time, finally copped a PS5 at retail value Woo! this past week. Thank God. Um, Has only been two months. I mean, come on now. And I made... <laughs> I, I, keep kicking myself in the butt that I didn't do the pre-order but at that time I just wasn't financially able to hello pandemic um yep. but I was like you know what I kind of came to and I was like I need to get it you know kind of came back financially and I was like okay let me get this so I'm really really looking forward to the new technology advancements in it the haptics in the controllers the headset we have the headset and an extra controller but no console so, oh my goodness! I'm looking forward to that. You're all prepared. <laughs> you just don't have any console. <laughs> no console. Literally, just sit here with the headset and the controller in my hand, and just just fantasize about my PS5 coming on Friday. So that's okay. Looking forward to that. And so the types of games that I play, I am obsessed with the Assassin's Creed series. I have played since Black Flag, and have played ever since then. Um, there was a couple in between where I was like. Eh, not my favorite mm-hmm. so i kind of fell off on them but origins and valhalla i am obsessed so i'm currently on valhalla i'm unfortunately i think i'm coming to i don't know if i'm coming to necessarily an end but i think i'm definitely over that halfway point to mm-hmm. where it's like okay the, the story is definitely progressing you're at a level where you're like okay i'm kind of tearing through things now where before i was yeah. just getting annihilated so your kind of confidence is diminishing because you're like man i, I, <laughs> I want to keep playing but i keep leveling up so i'm just getting closer to the end like yep uh, so I, I i do enjoy that uh, type of game very open world gamer i think the only linear game that i enjoy story mode wise is god of war and i'm really looking forward to ragnarok because mm-hmm. they just just ended the first one on such a good note where I was like, okay, if y'all don't put out a second one, I'm I'm sending in a letter, I'm emailing, <laughs> I'm carrying this, okay? I am yep. just you will be hearing from your me. manager. <laughs> you will hear from me. I am very disappointed in the yep. service that you provided to us. Like just I, I I absolutely loved it. And even my husband, who's not a huge story mode gamer, was sucked in watching me uh, play and the story is it had a great spin and you know I'm not that type of gamer kind of like you where I'm a casual gamer right. where I may not know if there's any backstory that's relevant to the game I may not right. know if there's information like people were like well I knew this was gonna happen in the game I'm right. like I didn't freaking know I just play the game to right. enjoy the story like I don't like to look up shit unless if I get stuck somewhere listen the and cover like, was okay, shiny look, I've been here. I'm attracted to shiny things I bought the yep. shiny covered game I've literally yep. no idea what it's about yep no clue. No clue. <laughs> Trailer looked cool. So that's yep. what brought me. That's what yep. brought me. So. 
Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I play, you know, Call of Duty as well. I like more of the, I'm not a huge like modern warfare gamer, the Black Ops yeah. uh, gamer. I'm more so of like, you know, the World War II. I'm excited yeah. to play Cold War, but I was waiting for PS5 for that. Yeah. Things like that where it's it's originating around a certain time in, in history. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Cold War to go on sale. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I have this weird fascination with World War II, that whole whole time period and just how horrible those things were during that time and I was very fortunate to be able to travel to Germany and experience one of the the concentration camps and so for me to play that game it kind of gave me a different perspective from more of like the Mm -hmm. battlefield side of things yeah which I feel like with World War II, it's mainly focused on the Holocaust versus, you know, the actual yeah. war itself sometimes. So it kind of gave a different perspective. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I play a lot of random games. Like right now I'm playing this stupid cooking restaurant game that I keep getting pissed off at because it's so repetitive. But for some reason, I'm still sucked in because I want to see what happens at the end. And I feel like I'm just going to be utterly disappointed that there's going to be no true end. It's like a day in the life of a restaurant that never ends. There's no mm. end to the day the restaurant never closes people just keep coming you keep seating them and you keep cooking the same dishes over and over (laughs) so (laughs) i'm at level 21 so clearly i've been invested in this this much so we'll see how that goes there you go and i too love animal crossing yeah random game everybody got sucked into that some people refuse to play but uh (laughs) we all know who that is Mm mm-hmm (laughs) but it's uh it is it is pretty addicting and definitely that nostalgia is there for me because i played it when it was back on the wii and yep I, I, I love it. So nice. I, I'm a PlayStation player. I play Switch, but I'm really looking at trying to do PC games, but I just yep. don't have the space for it right now. And no. from what I've heard, it is fairly expensive to yes. get a good system set up. Yes. Um, <laughs> system, so yeah, we're not doing that right now. But yeah, so I know that was, uh you know, kind of some things that we had a lot in common, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it, it helps to make sure that everybody knows who we are. So it's, right. it's not, well, who are you? guys what what was your guys upbringing like you know i i think that's huge right yeah exactly all right so now that you know a little bit more about us this will give you a glimpse into some of our hobbies likes and upbringings which we will dive more into each week just as a heads up this week on our first official episode we will be talking more about the events that happened last week on wednesday we weren't planning on starting off on such an emotional and deep topic but we knew we couldn't leave the events that took place on january 6th untouched Even though we may touch on some sensitive topics and current events, I don't think anything could have prepared us for what took place. And usually we will be on more of an upbeat and positive note. Uh, But as women of color, these events really did affect us. And we are sure it did to uh, some of those that are are listening. And unfortunately, I think we can only assume some similar events may take place in the near future. But we are trying to stay positive and hope for the best. Um, So we do plan to return to our intended topics on our second episode. So do stay tuned. We appreciate you joining us and hearing our stories today. Again, we are your hosts, Maddie and Tori. We look forward to chatting with you next week right here on Mixed Chicks Lifestyle. Lifestyle.